This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, let's get things going on a Monday. It's a Calgary Flames game day. Game three of a four-game homestand. The return of a once-beloved figure in the city. Should be a good one tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Welcome to Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon along with you. We're coming at you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And yes, lots to get to on the program today. I think we'll talk a little bit about the return of Johnny Gaudreau to Calgary. He's wrapped up his media availability following Columbus's morning skate. So we'll hear directly from Johnny Gaudreau a little bit later on this hour. The return to Calgary, the feelings, the memories. Also take a look at what the season's been like for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Former NHLer Jody Shelley going to join us in Hour 2. Talk about what life has been like for the Columbus Blue Jackets since signing Johnny Gaudreau, Eric Branson. He's also making his return tonight. What has life been like uh, for Johnny Gaudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets this year who are very much in the running for one, Connor Bedard. Plus, we'll hear from uh, a couple members of the Calgary Flames, including head coach Daryl Sutter, uh, on the return of Johnny Gaudreau a little bit later on today. But we'll kick the program off like we always do, and that's by heading down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline and saying hello to the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960. He is Peter Labardius, and he's brought to you every single day by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit thegeminigroup.ca. Happy Monday, Lou. How are you, sir? Uh, I am uh, fine. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, should Excellent. be an exciting one tonight at the uh, at the Saddle Dome, and we'll we'll dive into all of that um, in, in due time here because it is a an interesting matchup for the Flames here on this homestand, but. I uh, wanted to start by going back to, to Saturday afternoon with you and a big 6-3 win for the Calgary Flames over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lou, what did you uh, what did you make of a bounce-back effort from the Calgary Flames Saturday afternoon? Well, coming off the Colorado game, and you know how I felt about that one, they responded beautifully. And it was evident very early in the game. Um, we got to the four check. And for this team, Logan... As much as anything, and I asked Daryl about it, and and you'll hear him on this very subject. When the Calgary Flames are not making plays and retrieving pucks quickly and moving pucks in their group of six, now, of course, it's very, very important for the forwards to make themselves available or be in position to do that. But I thought the group really struggled in that area on Wednesday. They did not struggle. 
in the game against a terrific Tampa Bay team who frankly looked like they were playing game three in, you know, even less than four days. So the Flames were absolutely ready to start on time. I could tell even in the first few shifts that they had a chance to put themselves in good shape. It led to, you know, an excellent first period. And the other two factors for me that stays on this topic, a terrific game for the anderson Hannafin pairing for Rasmus, three points, plus four, 27 and a half minutes. Uh, you know, Noah chipped in with with a great day, too. Might have been one of the best games I've ever seen Rasmus play in the NHL. He was in control. He was assertive. Um, he was absolutely superb, and, and Noah was terrific as well, and they saw a time on the penalty kill, and that's the other group that I really want to give kudos to. You're facing the number two power play in the National Hockey League, and inside your zone, it's terrifying. It just, it's absolutely, you see Kucherov on one flank, you see Stamkos on the other, uh, one of the best guys in the bumper position in Braden Point, you got Victor Hedman running it, you you know, you have Alex Kalorn most of the time down low, net front. It's a heck of a group. So for that Calgary Flames group of people to kill off all six, did it in the most key moments where the game could have turned, they just wouldn't allow it. And uh, so I really loved their game on Saturday afternoon. I would put it right up there in my top three in terms of you know what you want to see from this group to allow it to be successful peter is it still a sign for you that this team is figuring out that they can go from what was such a disappointing effort on wednesday against colorado to having such an outstanding effort on saturday i'm curious how you see that because i think for me i look at that and say okay i think that they're still trying to and there's other things that that go into it. You can talk about the first game back from a road trip and the days in between, but I'm just curious how you see a group that, that can put out the effort or lack thereof that they had against Colorado and then look as good as they did on Saturday. So are you talking about in particular, Logan, just the inconsistency? Yeah. Yeah. In general, because I think a lot of people that I talked to wondered, you know, how does it? How does a game like Wednesday happen? happen? And then how does Saturday happen? You know what I mean? There, there was such vast differences for what was largely the same group. Well, you know, I, I think the body of work of your group is really what you need to evaluate. And I talk about that a lot, and I feel like I'm talking about it almost every day. So I'll put it in proper context. So... If, if I'm thinking about the consistency of the group, Logan, I'm not taking their absolute top games and I'm not taking, you know, the games that are just kind of red, rotten, miserable. But what I am evaluating is what goes on in between. So I completely understand your question and it is what, 
probably drives fans, you know, the most batty in some regards. Because if you went to both games, you'd go, Is that, was that the same team on Wednesday that I showed up and watched Saturday afternoon? I understand that thought process completely. But that's how I'd answer it, my friend, is it's an 82-game season. I go over and over about that. We get that. Um, how you respond to games like Wednesday, I think, shows a lot about your group and its makeup. That's two. But, but for me, the real evaluation comes in not the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but what really happens in between. Because, you know, that stretch of, if you will, let's say 55, is probably the determining factor on who and what you are, what your identity is, and what people should come to expect. And this year, even when I look at it one step farther, when you have massive change to your group, and, you know, it's fitting that we talk about this today with Johnny Gaudreau coming back and being in town, that's, that's not the same as in other seasons, even here, where not to say that they're not significant ads, but I'm not sure we're ever going to see a situation quite like the one we had this summer again, Logan, where... You know, you're acquiring, like, stars and sending out stars. So, you know, that's, I think, in in a big way and expectations, what leads to some of that up-and-down nature. But, again, as we go forward, and, you know, we're going to talk about tomorrow's game, then we're going to talk about... Wednesday, uh, Thursdays, and then we're going to talk about Fridays. But it, it really is, to me, the body of work and throw out the real highs and the real lows and what you come up with in the middle is usually what determines who you are and what you are and where you finish. Uh, so before we get to Johnny Gaudreau, the game as a whole, Lou, what do you think is the most important thing the Flames need to bring from Saturday's effort into tonight's matchup? Well, a completely different opponent again. So the one thing I don't want them to carry over is the last time the Calgary Flames, and they lost December the 9th in Columbus on a Friday night, and guess where that game was? That was in, that's in the low pile. Yep. They were no good that night. Um, and one of the reasons was is they were shorthanded seven times in that game. So if you're a team that in any matchup feels like you have an edge and that your lineup from top to bottom is the better lineup, well, all I'm doing, even though the Flames did an excellent job of penalty killing, you know, they did kill off all seven of those that night and they had five in their own, but it's not in their best interest to, again, put people like Gaudreau and Line on the ice more often than need to be. And because a lot of your best players 
find themselves on both ends of the equation, they become huge nights for those players. And it takes you away, Logan, from in a game like tonight where I see the Flames having a big advantage. And that's your ability to come at people with three and four lines and six six defensemen. I think the Flames have an edge and a pretty decent edge in both those departments. But when you're taking penalties, and in a lot of cases, nights where you take, you know, seven as opposed to four or the all the optimal number three or less and if you take a look at the flames last you know recent stretch there's been a lot of three or less that's where you want it to be it just it it affects your ability to do things that feeds your identity and doesn't tax certain players and doesn't take opportunities away from others so don't don't get into that game but the way they manage the puck move the puck you're looking for a lot of what you saw especially five on five in every game the way they played on Saturday yeah a lot of those good elements are just ones that should be or you'd like to be day-to-day or game-to-game staples for this team, right? And obviously, six goals is, is, you know, an anomaly for this group more nights than not. But And two of them were into an empty net, so let's don't forget about that either. Yeah, but the the process was good in getting there. I I totally understand what you're saying. Fantastic. Yeah. Played really, really, really well. Uh, the opponent tonight, Lou, obviously features somebody that we know well in these parts. It's uh, mm-hmm. been talked about for a very long time, and it's here tonight. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau makes his return to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. What's the, the first thing when you think about Johnny Gaudreau in his time in Calgary? What comes to mind uh, when I ask you that? Well, with Johnny, I actually even reflect back to a practice that I watched at development camp at the Don Hartman Arena in the Northeast. And I remember being just, you know, almost amazed by some of the things he could do with the puck, plays he could make. Um, You know, I'd watched him in the World Junior, and that was the first time in 2013 I thought, you know, this is a really small guy. But when I see a guy do what he did that year, and um, that always gives it a little extra edge for me because you're doing it in a high-pressure event and help this team win a gold medal. But that practice, I just left the rink that afternoon and thought, you know what? Most of the time I would actually think, Forget what you do in college. Forget what you do in junior. I'm just, I'm not sure he's going to be able to do those things at the NHL level. And, you know, to have called almost all of his games as a flame, including game one in Vancouver on that Sunday afternoon. But I just, you know, I I give him, the one thing about Johnny I never take away is, 
Johnny really loves to play hockey. It's a big part of who he is and his identity. Um, he was beloved here for a long, long time. And so those are really my takeaways. My other one is I wish he could have been better in the postseason. That one always sticks with me a little bit because, again, what you do in those games for me is a great separator. Saw a lot of growth in him as a player and a person last season, so I give him a lot of credit for that too. And, you know, you haven't asked yet, but I'll volunteer. I really sense that the sentiment for Johnny and what's happened has left a lot of Calgary Flames fans really angry. And I'm not going to tell anybody how to feel because, frankly, I don't know those people, and it's very, very unfair of me. And I live in a world where people criticize and say things about me on a very regular basis that can be really quite hurtful, and they don't know me from Adam. So you're free to judge this situation the way you want. But yes, Johnny chose to leave. Yes, he was within an inch of staying. But I I truly believe when you look at Johnny and his history and who he is and the importance of family and he became a new dad, when he said that You know, when he jumped in the car that day with his wife, with a new baby on the way, and that that made an unbelievable impact on a situation where he was incredibly torn, I take that at face value. And you know me well, Logan. I'd call BS if I thought it was BS. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have a hard time in this case doing it either. But I don't see it necessarily the same way. I really don't. You know, I've said this in the past. I, I, think, I think the Kachuk situation was far more calculated than where Johnny arrived at. I, I think he and his, especially maybe his agent, I think maybe they misplayed the market. I still feel that way, and that's not just my thought. That was came to me from several hockey people that I was around this summer at an event in and around that very time when it all went down. So I think he was incredibly torn. I'm guessing right now, if unless he's already started his nap, he feels incredibly torn. He It, it mattered to him to be a Calgary Flame. And I wasn't even his biggest supporter. But I, I, I truly don't feel like, like like he's quite the bad guy that I hear a lot or see a lot of fan reaction about. I get it. I always get it. Because while I might not sound like it, to the listener sometimes 
don't forget, my whole life has been dictated by sports. Almost all of it. Too much so. And I'm in an unbelievably caring, passionate, all-in, invested person in what matters to me and the teams that matter to me the most. But there actually is more to life than just hockey. And I guess I, I get it on all accounts. I get the frustration. I get people being upset. I get how it looked. I truly believe Johnny Gaudreau really didn't know and probably didn't feel comfortable for quite some time after he made the decision. Because if you've ever had a big life decision to make where you know it's been really, really good in one place, and maybe it's been good because it's been a different time or you're at a different stage in your life. I get it. I get it. I think I get it. And uh, as we hear from head coach Daryl Sutter here in a clip, uh, yeah, it's it's more about than just, you know, Johnny was a great hockey player, but there was lots to Johnny Gaudreau over his time in Calgary that uh, impressed Daryl Sutter. Here's uh, just part of what Daryl said uh, about Johnny Gaudreau and his return to Calgary today. Well, there's three things really important, right? Good person, good player, good teammate. And, you know, he checked the boxes really good. I think that, uh, I think just, you know, if it just because I only coached him for that year and, what, 30 games or whatever it was. So I think what's important there is, is for me, was what I appreciated most, just seeing the, progress that he made right, as a complete player. To say that and do that and still hit those offensive numbers. Good teammate, good person, good player, and yeah, he came a long way. I think a lot of people wondered, Lou, that was the first name that came up for a lot of people when Daryl Sutter was announced as the next head coach of the Calgary Flames. How would Johnny Gaudreau play in a Daryl Sutter system? And could he could he adapt to that? And boy, did he ever adapt to that. And it led to what might be the best year he ever has in the NHL. Yeah, it, it did. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think there was a lot of growth to his game for a couple of years. And especially in some incredibly key areas. But I sure saw a lot last year. And when he got better at some more things and dug in more, it led to a lot of good things in an area that he was always known for. So we don't all grow at the same time. We don't all arrive. And, and I listen, it's when you, if you're a huge sports fan and you just absolutely love a player and he's a reason you go to the rink and he doesn't want to be with you anymore. That's hard. That's a breakup. That's a divorce for a lot of fans. But I honestly, from what I know, what I know of his family, I don't really think there's 
a calculated malicious bone in his body. I really don't. Now, could I tell you that also sometimes can be a sign that making decisions and dealing with hard stuff can be more difficult? Yeah, I can. Uh, Lou, before we let you go here, uh, I know it's a game day, you get lots to do this afternoon, but uh, Johnny's not the only flame making his return to Calgary, and while it wasn't nearly as long-tenured or uh, record-breaking as Johnny's uh, return will be or will be talked about, uh, Erica Branson also comes back uh, after what was a very successful year for him in Calgary, and um, I don't know that anybody, including myself, expected it to be as good of a fit as it was last year. Uh, I know me and Pat had a tremendous chat with him going back to the summertime after he signed with Columbus and he talked glowingly about his time in Calgary and, you know, wanting to be there, but it was just hard to pass up uh, a four-year commitment from the Columbus Blue Jackets. And man, wouldn't it, uh, wouldn't it be nice if the Flames had a guy like Eric Branson still in the lineup? What do you, what do you think of when you think of Eric Branson's one year with the Calgary Flames? Well, for me, it's not the one year with the Calgary Flames. It's, going back to his time in Kingston in the Ontario Hockey League. It's getting to know him a little bit back then. Um, Unfortunately, he missed the top prospect game in the year that he went third overall. Um, You know, we got to know more about his story, his family, his youngest brother. Eric Branson is just flat out a good human being. And played his absolute tail off. He's a great teammate. He's an incredibly respectful person who never disrespects anyone in any situation. And he gave this team last year everything he had and more. Block shots, physical presence, even chipped in with a career year for him as a guy who that's never been... um, his forte miss having him around and all I've been a fan of his for 12, 13 years. And I'll be a fan of his for all time. So I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for him and his family. It was not an easy road to get to where he's gotten to. It's been a difficult year in Columbus. And I guarantee you he's one of the guys in there with proper perspective and helping glue it all together at the most difficult times. Lou, always appreciate the time. We'll hear you on uh, Flames Warm Up with Pat a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, have a great day, sir, and we'll see you down at the Dome a little later. Okay, sounds good. You as well. Peter Labardius joins us every single day to kick off the program here on Sportsnet today. He comes down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, and he is brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group is now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Let's hear from the man, Johnny Gaudreau. He spoke to the media following morning skate about his return to Calgary. We'll hear from him next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. As you can imagine, the topic of the day here in Calgary, the return of number 13 to the Scotiabank Saddledome. Johnny Gaudreau, 
is back. He skated at uh, Morning Skate today with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Spoke to the media. We'll hear from him in just moments. How about his teammates giving him a preview of what it'll be like Monday night at the Scotiabank Saddledome, booing and hissing at Gaudreau all morning skate long. Eh. Given how I've seen things on social media and the text line, probably won't be far off of what's going to be the reaction for Johnny later on tonight. Probably just be louder and on a larger scale. Uh, this is Sportsnet Today. It's Logan Gordon along with you. Uh, we heard from Peter Labardius to kick off the program. We'll uh, hear from Johnny Gaudreau. Erica Branson, and more coming up. But before we get to that, uh, the text line question of the day. And, you know, this is one that we've talked about going back a few months now. When the news first came down in the summer, what was the reaction going to be for Johnny coming back to Calgary? And I I think it's an interesting one because I think some people have softened their stance over the last couple of months as time's passed. I think the immediate reaction was, I'm going to boo him during the tribute video. I'm going to boo him every time he touches the puck, warm up, et cetera, et cetera. That's what it was going to be. I think some have softened on that stance. I think some will still boo Johnny at every opportunity tonight. But I'm curious if it's closer to the return that Matthew Kachuk got earlier this season than I thought it was going to be. So 960-960, the fan feedback line, which is always open to you here on Sportsnet today. Your reaction to Johnny Gaudreau returning to Calgary tonight. Have you softened on it? Are you still planning on booing him? There's no right or wrong answer. You're a sports fan. This is one of those moments where you're you're allowed to feel whatever way about it. Maybe you were really upset at the time. Maybe you're less upset now. Maybe you're more upset now, given how the season's gone. Maybe you're less upset about Johnny Gaudreau because they have the worst record in the NHL today. And that's totally fine. Is it going to be what Sean Monaghan's return to Calgary was? No, it was never going to be that. But do I think it has the potential to be a little bit more heated, perhaps, than what Matthew Kachuk got when he came back with the Florida Panthers? Yeah, I think it absolutely could be. So 960-960, send those in. Uh, We'll read them throughout the segment, but uh, here's the man everyone's uh, clamoring about today, Johnny Gaudreau. He spoke to the media for uh, a number of minutes following his team's morning skate, memories from his time in Calgary, what he's expecting tonight, um, thoughts on the year in Columbus and more. Uh, Here is now Columbus Blue Jackets forward, Johnny Gaudreau, speaking at the Scotiabank Saddledome earlier today. How did you respond this morning when your teammates... Gave you a, a yeah. rising there with when you touched the puck the first time. Yeah, that was time. funny. Um, yeah, just uh, lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, it was it was fun. Uh, I could barely even stick in. I was laughing so hard going up and down the ice. I assume you have no idea it was coming. No, they did something in the middle. Lars said, uh, get it out of the way now. And then I guess they just kind of ran with it every time I touched it. Any idea whose idea it was? No, not sure. No, I mean, they were all doing it, so... Yeah, just a lot of memories. Um, you know, it was a special place to play for me. Uh, played here for a long time, so uh, it was weird coming in through the other doors. Um, almost caught myself walking through the tunnel to go towards the other locker room for a second, but uh, 
Yeah, just a lot of great memories and uh, uh, really cool. Is there one memory that really sticks out to you? Um, I've had a lot of great memories here, but I think I've said this before, my favorite one is just uh, after Game 7 last year when Monty's waiting in the tunnel for me, um, waiting to give me a big hug. He was so fired up. So uh, that's probably one of my most special memories, I think, you know, just being here with him for nine, nine years. Uh, it was really cool. Tony, does it make it any, I don't know, more emotional coming back here when your team is struggling the way it is? Like when you signed, did you anticipate the team would have a better record now than it does? No, it's no different. Um, you know, we've we've been battling with a lot of injuries this season. Um, you know, uh, playing with a lot of young kids, and uh, it's been great. It's been great getting to know them. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to to kind of get to know a lot more people in the organization. As uh, you know, some kids are getting called up that, that I didn't very, really know very well. Um, but there's there's no change in that. I know it's uh, this is going to be a, you know a special night for me. I'm I'm excited to uh, you know get back here and play in front of uh, you know, all the fans. Coach just said, you know, the first time back is always going to be hard on some level. Is it? Is it hard for you being back here? Um, no, no I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, I got to see some old friends. Um, weren't on the team for the Flames, by the way. Um, so Daryl knows. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I got to see some old friends that weren't even a part of the organization and uh, that I got to know really, really well um, and spend some time with them. So. Um, I've enjoyed it here so far. It's been great, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to tonight. Johnny, you spoke at length about how stressful free agency was for you. Just with the benefit of hindsight, is there anything about your departure or approach to free agency that you regret or would change, just having that hindsight? No, I, I wouldn't change anything. I, it, it was so hard on me that you know, it, I knew how special this place was to me. Um, that's why I kind of, you know, looking back, um, you know, a lot of people just, you know, jump right into it, say they're doing free agency. And for me, uh, it was it was a really long time figuring out what I was going to do. It was super, super hard on me. Um, a long month there trying to figure out if I was going to go or not. And uh, um, But I think that's what made it special for me, kind of looking back, is realizing how, how special this place was for me and how much I did love playing here and, uh, you know, so many good memories. And, um, you know, that's what made it so tough. Can you describe what it's been like these last few months having to explain to people why Columbus and not New Jersey or Philadelphia? There's, it feels as if there's been a lot of people who have probably asked you why you made the decision you made. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity for, for me and my family. Um, you know, I've got a growing family now, so, um, you know, we have that distance where, you know, we can kind of do our own thing, but, you know, it's it's close enough where... You know, our families can just you know, walk in the door. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen my dad just walk in the door not knowing he was going to show up um, and just show up out of the blue. Um, so he's uh, he's been loving that. But, um, yeah, that was that was important for me. Um, I spoke with my family and my wife, and uh, that was uh, that was really important to me. Johnny, are you, are you nervous? Have you thought about the reception? Do you anticipate there'll be uh, some booze? Where you, yeah. where you thinking about that? Yeah, no, I mean... They're they're passionate fan base here. Oh, that's why I loved playing here. Um, I don't expect anything else. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we had some some good times here, but um, you know, the way they supported our team um, and supported our players, uh, you know, it, it was it was awesome to be part of, and 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 they love their flames. So um, 
you know, I'm not on the Flames anymore, so I'm on the other team. So, so I get it. Um, but that's what made it so special playing here. A bit of a compliment if you get booed because they're not booing you if they didn't care, if they didn't miss you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess some people have told me to look at it that way, and um, you know, uh, I look. I guess I look at it the other way. I don't know why, but I feel like you know they don't like me because I'm getting booed. So, um, but you know, you look at it any way you want. Um, the bottom line is, you know, they they want their team to win. They want the Flames to win, and I'm on the other team, so um, so I get it. I I, uh, I understand. Hey, Josh, how much Brandon. different is life off the ice in Columbus as compared to Calgary? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a lot different. Um, just with my own family now, you know, I'm coming home to a kid rather than, um, you know, uh, so uh, it's been different for sure. But um, you know, everyone in Columbus is kind of. You know, welcome me with open arms. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll run into people and tell me how happy they are. I chose Columbus, and you know, thanking me and stuff. And so, it's been great. It's uh, they've they've really welcomed me in, and I've really enjoyed my time there. And uh, you know, I'm excited for the future there. Specific question, uh, but five years ago, when you were with Calgary, uh, you got to play with Yarmir Yager for like a handful of games. You got to assist on the one goal he scored here. I know it's a very specific thing, mm -hmm. but. Just wondering if you could recount just what it was like playing with him as a teammate and go yeah. back to that goal and just kind of relive it. Yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. I mean, it's not every day you get to play with a guy like that. Um, I think it was Brett Kulak chipped the puck out of the zone. We had a two-on-one. I zipped it through the guy's stick and he put it in the net. So um, to play with a player like that, I mean, just, it was a really cool experience and um, got to know him a little bit and. He was only here for a short period of time, but uh, you know it was really, really fun to play with him and get to know him a little bit. Monahan or, or Kachuk? I mean, they've both been back here this yeah. season already. Yeah, I, I mean, I talk to Monty every other day, pretty much, um, and I'll see Chucky at the All Star game. Me, uh, me, him, and Hayes are going to get together and you know have a little bit of have a dinner there together at his house. But um, yeah, I still talk to those guys and uh, kind of get their feedback on how it was coming here. And you know, they said it was tough for sure. And, um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about tonight and see where it goes. Do you hate the cannon less than you used to? Yeah, that, that's definitely growing on me. Um, you know, I kind of don't even hear it in the back of my mind anymore now, but uh, those first few weeks were, were tough. It seemed like my hand's wedding and the picture, like Blake posted, I think, of a handful of you guys, and that, that sort of felt like sort of the end of an era. Did you guys, looking back at, at his wedding, do you, do you feel like that – those conversations were taking place then did you all kind of know that you were going your separate ways a little bit uh, in a couple of days there um no not really I mean you know we were so close uh me and Monty I mean you know whether he's playing in Europe and I'm playing here I'm playing in Europe he's playing here you know we'll always you know be really really close friends we we grew up in the city together we played here for nine years and uh you know uh just one of my you know, closest buddies. So uh, I was just excited. You know, I got to be there on his, his special day and got to see him speak a little bit. And he doesn't really speak too, too much. So I got to see him do a couple speeches and whatnot. And uh, just a great night, you know, celebrating him and Brett. When exactly, because there seems to be a lot of discussion about, you know, when did you know you were going to leave? Again, so sorry for a specific question again, but when exactly did you know you were going to leave for Columbus? Or just leave for Yeah, I mean, it was right down on the wire there. I was still, I think it was the last night there, I was still talking to, to the ownership group here in Tree, and um, that's why it was so hard on me because, you know, 
I loved it. I loved playing here. I was so comfortable here. I loved my teammates here. The coaching staff was great for us last year, and um, the city treated me unbelievable. The fans, you know, everyone. So um, that's what made it so difficult. I, I, uh, at the end of the day, you know, that day, uh, I thought it was best for me to to go somewhere to go in a different direction. But um, you know, it was it was I, like I said, I, it was a hard week, two weeks, three weeks throughout that whole month, and uh, just. Uh, you know, didn't know what I was going to do and, you know, kind of had to make a last-minute decision and, you know, decided to go to free agency. There you go, Columbus Blue Jackets forward Johnny Gaudreau speaking to the media at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome this morning following his team's morning skate. He will be in action against his former team for the first time in Calgary this season as uh, the Flames and Blue Jackets go head-to-head tonight. 7.30 puck drop from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, 4.30 or excuse me, 6.30, Flames warm-up uh, right here with Pat Steinberg and Peter Labardius. Uh, some texts at 960-960 on the fan feedback line. Uh, how are we feeling ahead of tonight's return for Johnny Gaudreau? Have feelings changed since free agency, since a couple of other returns have happened with Monaghan and Kachuk? Have you intensified your dislike for Johnny Gaudreau? Has it waned at all in the last little while? Uh, some of your responses here at 960-960. Uh, Keith in Red Deer here says, you guys can discuss to death what a great guy, great teammate, etc. He's all of that. It'll take me a little longer than four months to get over the damage caused to the team. I've cheered on since they arrived in Calgary. He did not handle this with professionalism, in my opinion. This texter says, yeah, don't really care about the Johnny thing anymore. Um... This text says we're going to be booing Johnny tonight. Uh, this text from Kevin says, I've softened up on Johnny. If I were going to be at the game tonight, I'd leave the booze out completely. If there's a chance of him ever returning, it's best for him to still have a good impression with Flames fans. Uh, this text says, I'm giving him the silent treatment. This text says, never met Johnny. Don't know anybody who personally knows him. So this is strictly a hockey thing. We miss you, Johnny, but you suck. Fair enough. Uh, this one says, very tough decision on his part. Did he handle it poorly? Sure. Was there malicious intent? No way. Can't begrudge a guy for making a decision solely based on what's best for his family. Good luck. Thanks for the memories, Johnny. Uh, Austin from Red Deer uh, texts in saying, Nothing but love for Johnny. This season makes you see how integral to the team he was. Feels like a missed chance for both Calgary and Gaudreau, seeing how both team seasons are going. Uh, This one says, uh, No, it's not going to be any different tonight. For Johnny, I am a traitor Gaudreau. The booing will be real. Not in a good, fun way, but in a dislike. I really hope the fans don't go soft on him. I got a last-minute ticket. I will be booing. In fact, I'm thinking of a way to wear my jersey with his name and show the disrespect he deserves. Waiting till that moment to make his decision to jump ship. Uh, the way he says special night, he makes me sick. The fact he still won't say now he played us waiting till the last minute proves Calgary was never special to him. Um couple more texts here, uh, 960-960. Uh, what sucks is Columbus might get the first overall pick. Yeah, fair enough. At least looking back on it, they're not in the division. I think you'd probably rather Columbus get it than, say, Anaheim. But, yeah, they're certainly in the running for it right now. Uh, Jerome texts in saying, One nice thing for Johnny is that his playoff totals will be about his career average this season. Uh, Mark texts in says, I thank him. For not making us sign him for that money, he's not worth it. Uh, this text says, I boo him. Hope he gets an open ice hit tonight. Uh, 
why hasn't anyone in the media talked about how badly Brad Treliving handled the process? I, I don't know what Brad would have done in that instance. The Flames were atop the Pacific at the trade deadline. You're obviously not trading him then, and you're left to the decision. If you want to go to the year before when Johnny was first eligible and not getting it done, we can talk about that. But as far as the actual season and how the decision-making went down, it's hard. You have you know, a guy that was... Within again, and Pat's talked about this, and Lou's talked about this. The reporting started, they were within seconds from signing him. They they pretty much thought it was done. So I don't know what more the the organization could have done. Uh, so it says Johnny Hookey, uh, let's go Flames. Need to beat a meaningless team tonight. That's from Jamie and Airdrie. Uh, Trevor texts in says the return for Johnny could have been the scoring winger they're looking for now. Again, you weren't trading him last year. Uh, you just weren't. You were in a, a playoff position. You're not trading your best player. This one says, Johnny's lying about the last-minute decision signed the next day with the Blue Jackets. How do you trust that? Uh, this one says, uh, Johnny never willingly wanted to be here, hardly signed out of college, took forever to sign his second RFA deal, then took, to the, took us to the cleaners this summer. Boo this man. Uh, more of your texts coming up at 960-960. We'll read them throughout the program today. But one more guy to hear from. That's uh, the other flame making his return to the Scotiabank Saddledome tonight. That's Eric Goodbranson. Uh, he'll be part of it tonight. Just one year in Calgary for Goodbranson, so not quite the the fanfare attached that Johnny's going to have, no doubt, but uh, a very important member of the Flames last year, and he makes his return to the Saddledome tonight. Here's Eric Goodbranson speaking to the media earlier today. So the plan to boo Johnny Gaudreau at morning skate today, how did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think... I- Talked about it a little bit on the bus. We probably should do it, get him warmed up for it. Um, and then Lars came in the room and thought the same thing, so we went at him. Is it fair to say that if he gets booed tonight, you don't boo somebody that you don't care about, basically? By the fans booing him, it shows that they care and are upset that he's still not here. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I think, I mean, there's going to be a lot of emotions in the building. He spent a long time here, did a lot of great things. Um, and he's a tremendous hockey player that, you know, was at a crossroads and, and, and made a decision. And, um, yeah, I, I, this fan base is, is so good that, of course, they're going to feel it for sure. Um, you know, there's going to I'm sure there's going to be lots of happiness and, and, you know, a little bit of sadness and, and a little bit of frustration with them. I, I, you know, I think that's what comes with, you know, a big time free agent move like that. So, um you know, I think he's prepared for whatever is going to come his way tonight. For you, what's it like to be back here, and what do you reflect on when you do come through the doors? Yeah, I I, had a, I, I got nothing but good memories about this building. I was really excited to come here. Um, the, the city was awesome. Um, you know, the team was awesome. Coaching staff was great. I mean, I, I had a lot of really, really good moments that I'll never forget here. So, um, for me, it's it's all positive. You both go to free agency. You both land in... Columbus and you both have young families. You guys are kind of going through different parts of your professional career, but just the idea that you guys are kind of going through this journey together to a degree. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been great. Um, I mean, I've done it a lot more than he has. So, um, you know, just having that familiar face and going through the same situation, um, you know, has, has been really good. We live very close to each other. Our wives, you know, uh, hit it off really well last year and become have become really good friends. So, 
um, you know, like anybody, you know, has that friend, you're, you, you know, he's kind of the buddy you lean on. And I think it, I think it's reciprocated my way too. More the wives though, isn't it? You got stuck with him. You kind of get the blindness. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather hang out with his wife than him anyways. What role do you think you played in getting Johnny to Columbus? Uh, I mean, that's a better question for him, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, I'd made the decision to come here and I, and I think, you know, if, in the situation he was in, if he was planning on leaving, then having that familiar face, maybe that helped, but that'd be speculation from me, purely. You didn't lobby him at all once you signed? <laughs> no. I don't know if it's you know, hard or easy in the grand scheme of things for him today. It's obviously exciting, but probably a little bit difficult. I mean, just as a friend and as a teammate, what, what do you tap him on the back, let him know you're, you're there? I mean, what, what do you do? Today? No, I, I think, you know, this is something that, that – is unique to him. I mean, as I said, he did he did some great things here, um, and you know, in front of a very passionate fan base. And and, and however the reaction is going to be tonight, um, it'll be directed towards him. But he's going to have a full lineup behind him, supporting him, and and playing hard for him. Um, you know, he's on he's on a team, and 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 he's got the boys behind him for sure. So do you guys want it a little more tonight for him? Yeah, of course. Do you, do you prepare mentally to get booed? I know it's a weird question, but when you're in that environment, how does a guy prepare for the possibility that they'll I have a building? I don't know, man. I don't think I've ever been booed. Maybe maybe for something I've done, not to the level that something like, like tonight. I, I, I don't know. You show up and you play, honestly. You show up, you do what you're good at, um, and, and you get, you know, you probably get a, you know, a, a hyper focus towards the task at hand, um, and, and just dive right into that. You know, and and um, enjoy the game. It was only the one year here, but it seemed like it was a pretty instant connection that you had with with the city. Did you, did you feel that as well? Like if you look back and see, it had a pretty good connection. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I played lots of places, but you know, Calgary stands out to me for sure as I said I, I absolutely loved it here and they gave me a great chance to get my game back on track and you know we had a, a, a great team last year and, and fell short but I, I got nothing but positives uh, positive memories of this place Have you given any thought to what reception you might get tonight? Uh, yeah maybe a little bit but I, I, I have no clue what it'll be that's Blue Jackets defenseman Eric Branson. He, uh, along with Johnny Gaudreau, making their return to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. Uh, 7.30 puck drop, 6.30 warm-up with Pat Steinberg and Peter Labardi. It's right here on your home of the Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960. The fan will take a break, come back on the other side. We'll get an in-depth look at the Columbus Blue Jackets this season with former NHLer Jody Shelley, who now covers the team. And uh, we'll hear from some of the Calgary Flames about the returns of Johnny Gaudreau and Eric Branson, including... Head coach Daryl Sutter, Elias Lindholm, and Michael Backlund. That's still to come. Keep it locked right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.